everyone. Thanks for checking out the Venture Church podcast. Venture is a life-giving church located in Bluffton, South Carolina, led by Pastor Sean Olson. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this word encourages you and inspires you. Now, let's jump in with Pastor Sean as he continues in our Dream Again series. Yeah, welcome to Venture Church 2.0. My name's Sean Olson. I get the opportunity to be the lead pastor of this church. You know, as Chris and our, our worship team was leading you guys in worship, I was, I was over off to the side and for a moment, and, and I am a, a passionate person. If you, if you don't know anything else about me, whatever I do in life, I do it, like everything. Uh, and I was over just worshiping, and you probably should never watch me worship, it's gonna be very distracting and I can't sing anyway. Uh, that's why I'm not ever gonna be on stage for worship. I just got quiet and I listened to you guys. And I, I still my heart and I said, you know what? This is why I started it. This is the dream. It was never just so me and Chris could sit in a room. It was, it was so sweet to hear you guys. I am humbled that you came back, or maybe it's your first time. Uh, welcome. We are super, super, super excited to be in this room. This is our second week having service. Last week was our grand opening. If you missed it, welcome. If you're back, Welcome back, we are now friends. You've put up with me twice. That means we're practically family. Um, our dream is really just that you would dream. Our dream has been about people. If, you, if you're experiencing nothing else today, I'm gonna ask you, don't be wowed by our worship team, though they're incredible. They're ridiculously good. Uh, don't, don't be overly uh, wowed by, by our communicating. We want you to experience that above all else, we care for you that we care about people. Uh, when we say we're a real church full of real people, that's exactly what we are. You know, Kat, our, our, our female vocalist, has an incredible story, and if you are last week, you saw some of it on, on, on the screen. You know, there's moments she's trying to lead worship and she's overwhelmed by her, own, by her own grace. You know, I walked up to her during worship practice this morning, she said, I'm just, she's like crying. And I was like, I'm sorry, is it that bad? She's like, no, I'm just overwhelmed by the goodness of God. Real people, this is not a production, this is not a performance. Real people, and we, we care about you. That was the goal the whole time, was that we would have the opportunity to care for people, and we are glad you are here. I have, I have two boys, um, nine and six, and my nine-year-old's almost 10, which double digits is freaking me out a little bit, and let's be honest, he came home this week with like a little birthday invitation, had some X's and O's on it. I was like, no son. <laughs> mm -mm. Not today, Satan. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not today. And, and Angela's like talking to the mom and like, oh, he can go to the birthday party. I was like, no, he can't. He can be locked in his room for like the next 25 years or at least five or something. He's 10. He's not even 10. He's nine. Uh, so they survived the, the church planting process, which is what it's called when you open a church. So this last week, I said, guys, let's go out to the store and let's get you a gift. You say gift to a kid. If your kids are anything like mine, you have their full attention for the first time in life. Like, hey, guys, let's go get a gift. What? Like, you realize that's the only time you've ever listened on the first time. What happened? I said gift. So we run out to Best Buy, and I, I like to harass my kids, so I gave them like a $3 limit in Best Buy. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. 
And they're like, Dad, there's nothing for $3. Really, I, I, I had no idea. Uh, so Jeremiah picks this little Pokemon thing, and of course, it's more than $3. And Colin is like almost in tears walking through Best Buy because he's got something he wants, but it's more than the, the, the price. And I had already picked something out for them. Don't you judge me. Don't you laugh at me. I picked something out for them. They needed a Super Nintendo Classic. I promise you, they needed it. I promise. It was for them. So the problem is then Colin picks this really creepy-looking Black Panther mask, and it lit up and voiced. And it's like, oh, I will not sleep at night with that in the house. Uh, So he was so disheveled because he was disappointed that he wasn't getting what he wanted, but what he didn't realize is what I wanted was to bring us together. See, the work I had been doing to get to this place had taken time away as daddy. So I wanted to bring something into the house that would bring us together, that we would do together. Colin wanted a weird mask and it freaked me out. So he was disappointed, but he didn't get that my goal was us to be together. When we seek the dream instead of the dreamer, we always wind up disappointed because we're seeking something rather than someone. My goal that day going into it was always to buy the Super Nintendo because they, need, they needed it, right? They did need it. Now, you know what's interesting? As, as, as funny as the they needed it is, my boys have sat on my lap more in the last two days than they have the last two months because we were together. Daddy always wanted to buy something that brings us together. And I wanna tell you that we seek a lot of things in life We seek a whole lot of wants in life. We're a little bit like Colin and Best Buy. Our eyes are like this big and our wallets are, you got kids, your wallets are, well, you don't even need one really. Uh, You know, they're, they're much smaller than our eyes and we walk around almost with a disappointed feel in life. And sometimes daddy's going, wait, wait, I've got something just to bring us, just to bring us together. But we seek the dream often rather than the dreamer. I've been in church a long time, and I can tell you, quickly get into cycles, seeking, seeking the things of God rather than just seeking God. We get into the cycle where we're, we're consumed with life that, that we think, hey, man, God wants us to live this life, and we're going after it, and we can do all of that without actually seeking him. And all of the sudden, we're living the dream with no connection to the dreamer. My, my goal in, in, in having a church, and I've had a lot of people go, why'd you start a church? Well, honestly, I can't do anything else, first of all. Uh, second of all, my goal is that even before I connect you to a dream for your life, I connect you to the dreamer who dreams over your life. It's not about the dream, it's about the dreamer. So let's jump back into our story we started. We started last week. Genesis 37 through 45, chapters 37 through 45, tell the story of Joseph. And Joseph's brothers actually call him the dreamer. And he has these two dreams, which honestly are way bigger than he ever knew to begin with. But let's, let's read them again this week. Uh, Genesis 37, five through seven. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Yep. Listen to this dream, he said. 
We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain and suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. As I said last week, I can't see how that went wrong. Uh, the next dream was the sun and moon and 11 stars all bowing to Joseph. However, what I wanna clue in on this morning is after those few verses, get this, this is so important. Joseph never mentions the dream again. Never mentions the dream again. For the entirety of the story and his life, he never mentions the dream again. Now, I don't know about you or me, if somebody walked in and, and they said, hey, this is what your life's gonna turn out like. Like your brothers and sisters and everybody's gonna bow to you, be like, yes, they are. It's gonna be awesome. And I would literally direct the rest of my life to making that dream happen. That's what we do. We ask kids when they're young, what do you wanna be when you grow up? I wanna be a firefighter. I wanna be a policeman, I wanna be this. And then that kind of sets, as they get older and they go to college, what are you gonna major in? We set our trajectory on what we're gonna do. If someone told me, basically, hey, you're gonna be royalty, I'd be like, yes? And I would, I would go online and I'd be like, well, how do you become royalty? I'd Google it, I'm sure there's a YouTube video somewhere. I would watch the YouTube video and I would set the course of my life towards that dream. But here Joseph never mentions the dream again. Instead, he was consumed by the dreamer. He was more connected and consumed by the dreamer, the one who spoke the dream, than the dream itself. And this is where we get off base real quick. As soon as we feel like we have a dream or a vision or, or something to happen in our life, we get consumed with it and we forget. It really all ties back to the one who gives us the dream. It really all ties back to God himself. See, we know this two things. One, Joseph's path to his dream was not easy. In fact, it was anything but easy. Read the whole story. He was accused and abandoned and forgotten and it was nasty, it was hard to get there. But we also know this. Near the end of the story, the dream was in fact fulfilled. His brothers did in fact bow before him. But I believe the dream was fulfilled because of what he pursued. So here's the thing, we have to pursue the dreamer. At almost every stage of Joseph's story, it says something interesting. Three verses here and there's more. 39.2, the Lord was with Joseph. 39.20 and 21, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. I'll tell you this, sometimes we get so disheveled that the dream's not present, but the Lord is always present. Come on, y'all. We, 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 have, we have real low moments in life. Let's be real, all right? I know you're in church, but we, we can drop the act, all right? We, we're real people around here. Life's not always sunshine and rainbows, okay? And we have real low moments, but get this, when the dream's not present, the Lord is. The Lord is with him while he's in prison. In 23, 39, 23, because the Lord was with Joseph. Simply put, Joseph was more concerned with the dreamer than the dream. In the moments you're in prison, if you're focused on the dream, you're bound to disappointment. Some of you probably already are sitting here going, man, I thought I'd be further in life by now. You wake up in the morning going, man, I thought, I thought my retirement plan would be a little further down the road by now. I thought my kids would be better. If you get that, please make a YouTube video, I'll watch it. Simply, we, 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 we get, we, I thought, I thought, I thought. 
Man, I thought I, thought I would have this, or I thought I'd be further up the, the career chain by now. I thought, and we, we look at the dream, and when we're focused on the dream, we're almost always disappointed. Let me put it, put it to you this way. Uh, Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. We live in a society, though, of more, better, and best, where we, we need it and we need it now. And honestly, it's incredibly to slip into the, the game of chasing, chasing more, better, and best. But let me ask you this, if we sat down over coffee and I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> All right, that's what it takes to keep me going, y'all. Uh, if we sat down for coffee, which would be incredible, and I asked you this question, I almost promise all of you would have an answer. What would you do if you won the lottery? Now, don't judge me because I said lottery in church, all right? Get over it, all right? Just get over it. <laughs> what would you do? You, well, I would pay this off, I would buy this, I would have this, I would do this for my kids, I would, I would put this much away so I could live on it. For, you would have a plan because somewhere in your life, you've probably dreamed about it. Just be real, it's okay, nod your head, I'm not judging, all is well. Somewhere you have, you have thought it through. Now what if that same cup of coffee, I said, hey, I invited a friend, it's creative universe, God's gonna sit here, what, what do you, what's the conversation look like? How many of us thought through that? That if I actually sat down at a table, I mean physically, and God stepped out of heaven, pulled up a, 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 a stool, at Corner Perk, where the greatest coffee in all humanity is brewed, shameless plug, shameless plug, that's where my office is, and, and pulled up, pulled up a, a, a stool and said, what is it that you want from me? How many of us have thought through that? See, we quickly start chasing the dream, the things, and we get disconnected, I think if we're honest, from the dreamer. And our dreams, if we're, if we're really real about it, our dreams can quickly become nightmares if we don't pursue him. Think about it this way. Of most people that win the lottery, they wind up bankrupt and broken. But that's the dream. When you have the dream without the dreamer, you wind up broken. I mean, just go, go Google all the people on TV that have it all. Their life ain't all that. See, we, when we have the dream without the dreamer, it quickly becomes a nightmare. God dreams in your delays. Joseph was in prison for 13 years, wrongly accused, by the way. I don't like people wrongly accusing me of anything. Take prison out of the mix. Put me in prison for 13 minutes. I ain't gonna make it, by the way. I ain't gonna make it. I'm a pretty boy, all right? I'm not gonna make it. 13, 13 minutes and wrongly accused, I am gonna be spitting mad because I didn't deserve it. I'm not talking about 13 years, I'm talking about 13 minutes. Ask my kids to wait 13 seconds for anything. Good luck. Here Joseph had to wait 13 years in prison, wrongly accused. You see, why you see a delay, God sees a dream. You're stuck in this moment of waiting. You're stuck in this moment of wanting more. You're stuck in this moment of why God and your delay is God's dream. Your delay that you're sitting in right now where you thought I'd be further, I thought it'd turn out like this, is God's dream. Isaiah 40, 31. And we need to unpack this verse a little bit. But those who wait on the Lord, somebody say wait. Yeah, we get, we, 
we have church in here. You can get a little loud. It's all right. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But I need to unpackage the word wait. See, the word wait literally means to bind, to attach itself. So those that bind themselves to the Lord shall renew their strength. That which you're bound to is your source of strength. When we're bound to the dream and the things, we don't have the strength to make it through the delay. You gotta get this. The reason that we, we struggle so much with stress and anxiety and depression and all this other stuff is because we've bound ourselves to the dream, disconnected from the dreamer, thus we don't have the strength to make it through the delay. We ain't got the strength because those that wait on him, they bind themselves to him, have the strength to make it through the delay. They will renew their strength. So man, if you're here this morning, I got good news. You go, man, life is not what I thought it would be. I feel weak, I feel upset. I feel depressed and discouraged. Your circumstance may never change. I am not a take this pill and all is gonna be well kind of person. I'm a, I'm a real person, I realize. Sometimes circumstances suck, all right? I said that too in church, sorry. Welcome to venture, right? Sometimes it's just not great. I may not be able to change that, but if I change what you're bound to, I can change the source of your strength. See, we wait on God in the waiting, we just become more and more bound to him. And we move from disappointment to dreams, not because our circumstance change, but because of what we've bound ourselves to. And the last thing is, man, get this. Ultimately, and we struggle with this a lot, the dream is dependence. With Joseph, we get so caught up that the dream is, is wealth and power and authority. The brothers coming and bowing before him, and we can almost see it. I'm a visual guy, right? Like, I can see it. Brothers coming up and they're bowing before him. We, we get caught up that that's the dream. And here Joseph in the story we're getting ready to read finally gets his big opportunity. He's, he's interpreted a dream for the cup baker. He's interpreted a dream for, the, for the, I mean, the cup bearer and the baker. And Pharaoh himself finally calls on him. It's his big job interview. Joseph is terrible at job interviews, FYI. Like terrible. Pharaoh finally calls him and says, hey, I had this dream. Can you interpret it? This is literally his line, 4116. It's beyond my power to do this. Nope, can't do it for you. Like I called you for one reason. It's like you, you go to that first job interview as, as, as a teenager up at the Chick-fil-A, stay away from McDonald's y'all, up at the Chick-fil-A, all right, Christian chicken, all right. You go to, go, to the, go to the Christian chicken, it's been renovated, it's nice, okay? You hanging out at the Christian chicken and, and, the, and the boss says, hey, can you say my pleasure? No, I can't do that. You had one job, man. Like, right? So Joseph, Pharaoh calls and says, hey, can you interpret my dream? I heard you can. No, I can't do that. But let's read. I can't do this, Joseph said. Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. I can't, but God can. See, in reality, this is what you gotta know. To live the dream, you gotta be dependent on the dreamer. You can't get there if you ain't dependent on him. 
And we try so hard to control it all. We try so hard to orchestrate the whole thing. I walked in this morning, I go, Angela, we were, we were resting last night and getting ready to go to sleep. I go to bed early, y'all. I'm an old man, y'all should pray for me. Um, somebody called me at 10 o'clock last night. Nope, not today, right? I'm done, out, <laughs> right? So we were getting ready to go to sleep and Angela goes, what do you think tomorrow's gonna look like? I said, I don't know if anybody's gonna show up. Like nobody. Because my dream is dependent on him. You can't live the dream without being dependent on the dreamer. The dream is actually us being dependent. It says it like this in, in John 15, five. It says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Get it, it's, it's what we've been saying all morning. You're bound to me. You can do it. If you are not abound to me, if you don't wait on me, apart from me, you can do nothing. The choice isn't, is there a dream for your life? I believe in each and every one of you. I believe there is a dream. I don't care old, young, different you are. I don't care what status in life you are or where you drove here from. God is dreaming over your life. I believe that with all of my soul. That is the little reason we started Venture, is so I could see people walk in their purpose. That's why last week, week one, we started the growth track, because I wanna connect people to their God-given purpose and dream. I believe that with all of my heart. But when we chase the dream without being connected to the dreamer, we always live in disappointment. See, and the dream isn't about your job, your kids, your income level or anything, This it's just, his dream is you. It was always about you. The Bible, the greatest book ever written, bestseller on every list ever, for all of eternity has one story, him being in relationship with you. The dream has always been us being connected to him. Everything outside of that, man, is gravy. After that, it's all extra, it's all bonus. You see, but we spend our life trying to control everything. Come on, dads. We don't need the instructions. We don't need nobody telling us how to do it. You ain't never bought nothing from Ikea either, have you? <laughs> we don't need that. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I'm a self-made man. We do our best to control and orchestrate because it scares the tar out of us to be out of control. I don't even like riding in the car with my wife when she's driving. I need some pills for that. I'm like grabbing on and praying and shaking and because I'm out of control. And some of us, we're afraid that if we get dependent on God, that's what life's like. But he doesn't say that, he says, I have a peace that passes all understanding that even when life is out of control, you sense calm because you're dependent on the dreamer and I have dreams for your life. So it's time that we get dependent on him. It's time that we step back and we say, I don't need to be in control anymore. I could preach that, I think. Do me a favor this morning because you're ADD like me, just close your eyes and think about your life for a moment. Maybe you walked in this room and you had no idea what to expect. 
I want to tell you that he didn't send his son to make bad people good people. He didn't send his son so we could have more, better, and best. He sent his son because he desperately wanted a relationship with you. More than anything, he wanted to connect with you. But see, our mistakes, which the Bible calls sin, required payment. So his son stepped out of heaven and gave it on the cross so that once again we could be connected to the dreamer. Maybe you're here this morning, you know, man, you are not connected to God. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray with you. I'm going to ask you to do one thing for me so I know who I'm praying with. If that's you in this room and you're like, man, I, I know I need to be connected. I need to be connected to the dreamer, not just the dream. I've been pursuing things. My life is a struggle. I'm stressed out. I'm depressed. Good news. He's already made the way for you to have a relationship with him. All I'm gonna ask you to do is raise your hand and look at me so I can pray with you. Yeah, thank you, I see that hand, yes, come on. I see your hand, yeah, I see your hand. Come on, I see your hand, yeah, come on. I see your hand. Man, I need to be connected to the dreamer. Man, you can put your hands down, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna lead you in a prayer and I'm gonna ask all my friends that have accepted Jesus to pray along with me. Dear Jesus, I need you. Come in my life. I give you control. I've tried this. And I've made a mess. So today, I accept you in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message, take a second and share it with your friends. Here at Venture, we believe in the power of being connected with a local church body. So whether that's here at Venture or another local church near you, we encourage you to get plugged in. We hope you have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening to the Venture Church Podcast.